0: day welcome here to sportsstars.ie i'm darren kelly it's time for sportsstars Kaboke and of course joined by my partner in crime killian wheelan how you killian how you doing darren good to see you again Good to see you too. We're moving to the national scene. We're previewing the All-Ireland semi-finals later on and we will look back at the Leinster and Ulster final. But of course, um, we want to start this show um, and offer our condolences to our colleague and friend, Marty Morrissey, on the tragic passing of his mother, Peggy. Um, we didn't know about the news when we recorded the football show this week, if anybody's wondering about that. So we will do that again in the football show next week. But Killian, um, not sure what can you say. Like, you know, I mean, a tra- tragic circumstance. I know Marty was very, very close to his mother, went down to see her, stay with her every week as well. I was only talking to him a few weeks ago myself when he was up in Galway and just very, very sad news.
1: Ah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Marty obviously lost his dad a few years ago. And, uh, I know his mom, he'd always be uh, talking about his mom and, you know, he's a larger in life character, busy. Obviously, life at the moment uh, has become such a, a big celebrity uh, out there in, in, in more ways than one, even beyond the sporting fields. But, uh, still, you know, Marty's always the kind of guy, you know, that you meet. He'd always have a word and, and a loaf So, and, uh, a guy who's involved in obviously the lady sport as well. So look, yeah, it, uh, terrible. To here, I had heard of the, the accident, and you know, you're, you're hoping it's not anybody you know, but then the words started to filter through. And you know, it's just sad that uh, it happened when it did, you know. And um, you know, she she obviously, unfortunately, just came to her demise, which is a, a very sad way to go. But uh, a lady that uh, lived a very full and fruitful life, an adventurous life, and no question about it from the reports that you would have seen, Darren. But yeah, I, I'm passing on our condolences uh, to uh, Marty, of course. Um, you know, he's an only child and whatever, uh, so it's obviously a lot more difficult in in that regard, but hoping all his um, extended family of, the, uh, of what there is and friends and community will pull in around him, and I would emerge, uh, imagine around the uh, Kilmurray-Eybrickon area they, they will rally in behind him there on that, but uh, yeah, arieste uh Grave
0: I echo those as well, and they are great, great community down there too. And they'll be there for Marty. But as Killian said, there, Marty, our thoughts are with you at this very, very difficult time. And we're so sorry for your loss. Uh, we'll come up with the show later on, as well as our preview of the uh, All Ireland semi-finals between Sarsfields against Drum and Inch and Slapneen against Arrow of the We also, what you're going to be hearing from Orla McGrath and the recent, the toughest uh, launch as well. Now, that interview took place before she knew they'd be playing Drum and Inch, but still, it's insightful chat as well. Uh, we'll be discussing and why we don't go to Killian for our tips anymore. <laughs> <laughs> as he inspires clubs and counties throughout the country. But first, let's have a quick run around some of the other results uh, from games and news as well. See, we're talking Claire Killian. Chloe Moore is this week's guest on the... Fair green, um, a uh, very good, honest, a uh, great chats with Chloe. I have to say absolute pleasure to talk to her. And she talked open and honest to her about her decision the pressures of taking a break or planned break from the game before COVID-19 came in at the end of 2019 as well. And her belief and her hope that good things are going to happen for Claire Camogie soon. So a real, um, intriguing show. If anybody catches it during the week.
1: Yeah, and she's an intriguing character, I have to say. I've uh, only got to talk to her uh, the, the, the once, but uh, have heard her on uh, giving her analysis on 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 games on radio and so forth. So she is uh, uh, Chloe is definitely a, a, a unique character, uh, and how she has an outlook on life and the game and so forth. So um, again, another one I have to catch up on, uh, Darren. But uh, look, looking forward to that. But yeah, and uh, a cracking a cracking player as well. I, I think Chloe Mori would be would be somebody I think would uh, make every county panel, county team uh, around the country.
0: I agree with you completely with that. She's been a standout name for Claire for so many years. There's good players with her there as well. And we'll watch how things pan out over the course of 2022 for them. That's available on SportsStars.ie now. Chloe Morey from Claire on the fair green. Uh, Galway's Ian O'Reilly tweeted, uh, Killian um on Wednesday, the day we record the show even though it goes out on Thursday, saying it's an awful disappointment that the All-Ireland uh, Senior Club Camogie final is not in Crow Park. It's been fixed for Nolan Park on Saturday week. Um, like Um I'd be just imagining this is down to pretty much Crow Park not being available. Nolan Park is, as far as I'm concerned, the best Camogie venue in the country anyway. What's your thoughts on that? Obviously, we'd love to have the game in Crow Park, but I mean, it's not, but Nolan Park is a great venue nonetheless.
1: Yeah, but I I don't know Darren. If you see it up here, um, at my end of the country anyway, that uh, there's a big social media campaign for some of the intermediate clubs in in the province of Leinster, uh, to have their games played in Crow Park because uh, the two senior club football uh, semi-finals are being played in it next Saturday evening. And as far as I'm aware now, that's to accommodate television coverage. Um, uh, so you know, like the, it just wasn't available then because the Leinster senior club hurling final is on on the Sunday in Crow Park. So that would just obviously narrow the window completely uh, with regards to access. So I wish the best of luck to the guys from the intermediate clubs who were trying to get a space in Crow Park on the Saturday. I don't know how they're going to manage that but um, should then, you know, where was Komogi going to be able to uh, fit into that? And uh, I I assume, I I would assume, they must have went looking, but I believe those semi-finals those Leinster semi-finals were penciled in from a long way out because uh, a lot of clubs would have known about it, that it was a good target for them to have even if they never made the final to be able to get to play in Crow Park so I, I would just feel it was um, you know a bit down the list that the, the 2020 All-Ireland final might get a chance Camogie final would get a chance to be played in Crow Park it's unfortunate but I don't know where you would have squeezed it in um, because by the looks of things Darren there could be six games played in Crow Park on Saturday there's so many people looking for it
0: as good as Crow Park is, it's, you know, it is December at the end of the day. That being said, though, Killian, like, and I've often thought about this as well, and even in the football side of things as well. Uh, Komogi are obviously trying to bring it back into the calendar year now, based on what we've seen of a provincial calendar for next year. Should that conversation be taking place now about getting Crow Park for the All Ireland Club finals next December?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely because you know the, the because they have the the finals when they do uh what at the end of february early march it's always been a scenario where Crow Park has been available i don 't think there's been too much competition for them to be able to get in uh, in into Crow Park, but now obviously, with the finals down in the calendar year, you would want to be ensuring that that is booked in uh before January even starts. I would think um because you know if I, I don't know if there's any particular special occasion as to why the Leinster Club um, football semi-finals are being played in Crow Park. Uh, and obviously the final is going to be played in it there as well in early January. Like, I, I don't. You know, I don't know what what the what the significance of it is, whether there, whether there is any. So let's say, for example, we're we're two weeks out from the All Ireland final next year in the Camogie situation, and uh, you find out that you know, well, in actual fact, the Leinster Club final is being played on the same day, or something like that, or it could be, you know, with the GA calendar coming back into line as well, there could be an awful lot clashing uh, at that time uh, down in, in 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 regards to the All Ireland Club calendar. So you know, I think the, if, if if the is serious about getting the use of uh, HQ yeah you would imagine they have to have that tied down at the start of the year
0: I remember a couple of years ago obviously with Storm Emma and the Beast from the East they caused it at the time that we went to Clonus for the Senior and Intermediate Finals and in, I think it was 2018 as well but look the, the way it's been this year uh, Crow Park as Killian said they're well booked up at Nolan Park a great venue too now of course if need to make the final they might have a different opinion but we'll discuss that next week should that be the case ah, yeah, but uh, even, been... on,
1: even on yeah. that like you know I think you know Slotnil I, I would you know they, they would uh, strike me I would imagine that if the game is in, in no matter where it is I think Slotnil obviously you're going to turn up but Nolan Park is is one of the meccas of, of hurling in, in stadia in the country so you know I it's would. my favourite ground yeah. So, and, and, and it's a, it's a perfect, it's a perfect ground for doing commentary and, and, and so forth. You have a great bird's eye view, uh, whether you're on the, 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 the press side or whether you're in the TV gantry. And, uh, I, I just think it, it, you know, we saw two cracking uh, league semi-finals, uh, at inter-county level, uh, earlier in the year uh, added. It has been the best surface in the country, and it probably is still within the top three surfaces within the country. I, I don't know if that award has been handed out this year just yet, but you know, it, it, I don't think Neal would have any issue uh, with it. Obviously, you know, if they're if they were maybe playing someone like um, Inchu, it's a little bit closer for them to travel. But look, it, it, I, I don't think beggars can be choosers, and I think I don't think Neal would mind once it's uh, obviously in a in a top class intercounty venue. And Nolan Park is that.
0: Well, that's exactly what it is as well, but as we said, we'll see as it pans out. They won't be ticking about that yet. They'll be only ticking about next Sunday's game in Ashburn. A few other bits to go through. Like We don't really have the time to go through intermediate and junior matches and all that, but just a quick tip to Selbridge and Kildare. They have two Leinster finals taking place in Clane this weekend. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Chase, if you're if you're Selbridge, you're gonna you're gonna be uh busy, all right. Um, yeah, a, a unique situation there to get both of your teams into, uh, Leinster finals. Um, not going to be an easy one against Reina's or Raharney, Two teams that would know the back end of the Leinster uh, championships and obviously have got to All Ireland finals in their in their time as well. But uh, Selbridge, yeah, seem to have got a bit of a, a shot in the arm again, uh, with Camogie wise. Uh, Darren uh, in the la- in the last while they had gone, you know, a team that would have. Dominated Kildare for a large number of years. There would have been many a battle with the great Saint Lawrence's club over the years. When my time in Kildare are covering action there, and they would have maybe dropped off their perch a little bit. John Sombridge would have come to the fore there definitely over the last ten years, and obviously John Sombridge went on to win all Ireland titles and so forth. So Selbridge seemed to be yeah on the way back, um, a good youthful setup it would seem, and two teams that I believe. Batter off each other, both uh, training together, so you know a unique situation, all right. And uh, wouldn't it be something else if you're bringing home two Leinster titles on, uh, on Saturday evening. But you know, unique in a way, Darren. When you consider that, obviously, you know, if you're if it's if it's within the GA family, anyway, um, you know, if your second team qualifies, it's normally the team that 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 that, uh, that is beaten is the one that goes forward or whatever. Uh, it's an unusual kind of scenario to have two, but within the Camogie field, it is allowed, and uh, you know. Oh, great credit I'd say there's great crack around Selbridge uh, as they prepare for that this weekend
0: I'd say it'll be great cracking clean on Saturday as well yeah. <laughs> 12, 12 o'clock the junior final against Ernie from Westmead and then 2 o'clock against uh, St. Brynnes from Offaly who beat Michael from Carlow in the intermediate semi-final last week um, Ulster I didn't even know this game was on until it was on so you know, I'm not going to go into a whole thing about promotion with the Provisional Councils now because it's doing me head in but uh, <laughs> Eglish 3-1 Maybe may result for English and they'll take their place in the All-Ireland Series.
1: Yeah, and sure. Look, they're they're uh, a decent setup. Um, uh, English with the, obviously the two Dunleys from Armagh as part of uh, that that setup, you know. So like they they are a bit of a, a who's who. They're um, bringing the best of, as you said, the two of those, and then the best uh, w- within uh, the uh, Tyrone Camogie setup. So yeah, Eglish, Eglish won't be too far away. Again, have been at the the beck and call. Have got the Crow Park in their day as well, Darren. So it'd be interesting to see.
0: Knocking Anna from Wicklow or into an All-Ireland Junior B-Final that won Leinster so I think there's only three teams advancing that the beat Drummond and I think from Westmead from Brownstown at right. 212 to 1 4, Rachel Burnley, player of the match. We've talked about Wicklow Camogie here before, Killian. Like, you know, great work down It's only starting to show a bit at the surface now. There's still some way to go, but a great result for themselves. And no doubt they'll uh, look forward to that game.
1: Yeah, no, no question about it. And great to see the work that ultimately is being done uh, within uh, small places and, and, and counties that, you know, as we said to you before. Um, a scenario would have seen them uh, you know just at least to be keeping the camogie alive and well within those areas and uh, you know fair play to them what, they, what they've ultimately been achieving
0: Two things before we wrap up the first segment of the show I, I, again another I'm finding the fence out of nowhere this week but there was an All-Ireland Seven Schools Camogie Championship took place recently and Junior A Loretto Kikeni, uh beat Ursuline from Turla self in 12-3-9 to in the final Great that there was a competition like that for them. Just wish we knew about it beforehand.
1: <laughs> Are you just cranky this week is that is that it? is it?
0: I'm always cranky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah well listen uh as somebody who knows the school environments quite well, you probably only hear about certain competitions when you get out into the onto the bigger stages there and um yeah like look a, a great concept of 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 a sevens competition uh, and 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 great that schools are back playing sport uh, no question about i know from my own experience it's great that um you know I'm in an all boys school, but it's great that the lads are back out uh, you know um g- going at it and despite everything that's going on in the world at least that they are getting out in fresh air and exercising and, and and, and competing competition, it's it's great to see. Uh, look, great to ha- that they have a competition. I just feel that uh, you know promotion sometimes isn't always uh, the, the the greatest. And look, we could start here, Darren, and we might never finish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I did my rant on the football show this week, so I'm going to stop myself now before <laughs> I get going again. I'm going to finish up on a positive note, though. I just want hey. to... Hey! <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who's seen the Shell, Malier Camogie Club. They raised over €2,000 for MS South Wexford with a charity run there. There was a presentation recently as well, so we don't really get time to mention these things. I'm going to make more of an effort now as well to get the words out of the good work being done uh, down on the ground as well, so just I just want to say well done to everybody from St. Ibers, Shell Malier, on what she achieved there for MS South Wexford. So that's it, the first segment of the show. This is our All-Ireland Senior Semi-Final Preview Show. And we in the two segments, we'll do both games. Uh, after the break, we're going to look at Slot Neil against of the Ballock. Killian's going to explain why he got both games wrong <laughs> <laughs> in regards to Leinster and Ulster victories that took place last weekend. And that's coming up shortly. I like listening to Sports
1: Dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him. Darren Kelly.
0: Welcome back here to Sports Stars Camogie. I'm Darren Kelly, joined by Killian Whelan. Uh, Killian, I know I was slagging before the break. No, but I mean, no, no. Go um, on. You're putting the booze in, Darren. <laughs> there, there, there were always two difficult games to call, anyway. And out of the ballot, Leinster champions for the seventh time in 12 years. Slot, Neil, Tour de force, good start. Beat Lockheed uh, Shamrocks um, by 112 to 8 points. Um we look ahead to the game in a moment, but it's a very, very exciting contest to look forward to on Sunday in Ashburn.
1: Yeah, and two com- uh, you know, contrasting ways of winning. it. um Owlert came with a late third. I, I thought I was nearly over the line with one of them, you know, but uh, listen what do you say about an acorn? What a year she's having, but w- was one of the uh, main catalysts there in them getting over the line. Six points without reply in the closing stages and, uh, and for them to come out on top and Ursula Jacob uh, showing that she's lost none of her pump either, uh, being able to chip in with six points, but an acorn one five. That's a, a fair uh, score to be chipping in in a, in a Leinster final. Uh, Darren, no question probably one of the performances of the weekend in across all elements of the uh, of the g a so that that um that was you know some uh, performance in, in in from Owler to ballot to come late as they did against uh Thomas Town, who i would feel you know it, it probably there could have been an element from what I read in reports that, you know, they got, they got, they were getting the job done. They were in charge and in control. And then maybe a spur of momentum from Owler to Bala. And you just can't withstand it then. And that seems to be what it was. And, and, and then A. and Ursula Jacob were, were kingpins in, in, in deciding that. Then when you look at the other situation. Like I said to you, you know, I just felt maybe Lockheed were coming. They had an opportunity and maybe they should have taken their chance the first day then uh, when you see a nine points apiece draw because it looks like Schlock Neil gave them no opportunity uh, in the in the replay. And, uh, you know, Tina Bradley, what a performance from her. If you talk about an A-Curran, talk about Tina Bradley as well, uh, one six entry. I think some people were even talking about that, The uh, special word had to go to Sinead Mellon. She chipping in with four points. So that's one ten from the two of them out won 12 but I don't think Lockheed got a chance to get out of the blocks by the looks of things. Uh, Darren, Tina Bradley's goal kick-started everything for Schlock Neil, and they just had the hands around the juggler and they didn't let go.
0: Let's look at that one in for a moment before we go forward as well. As you mentioned, uh, like Catherine Dobbin didn't score. Mm. and was substituted. The coach Michael Downey took her out of the game pretty much, marked her well. Even if he, he packed the middle as a third midfielder as such, Rosie McCormick was dependent on freeze. Raquel Murphy had won, he, we call it half-goal chance. She nearly got a touch. That could have made something happen as well. As good as slot Neil were and they were very good, Lockheel didn't show up.
1: No, it doesn't seem to be. And uh, that's, you know, it looks like um, the the conditions weren't a a, a good factor uh, for it. Um, It seems to be quite, it seems to have been quite sticky and it was wet and windy. And, you know, just... I don't know, Darren. I know Lockheed have been at that stage before and whatever, but they, in recent years, haven't got over the line. And just maybe that whole character and so forth of getting getting out there. Maybe they saw the conditions. Lockheed said, right, we're going to hit these early and see what happens. And the bounce didn't come back from Lockheed and Lockheed just went about their business after that. So conditions probably played a factor, but let's not take away from Lockheed. I am putting my hand up here. You know, I I, I hope people will understand I'm, it's better to make a call on some side rather than to be on defence. I went with Lockheel just thinking that maybe momentum was with them. but hey, let's not take it away from Schlock Neil. Five championships in a row now at that stage and Tina Bradley playing like Tina Bradley did I think nearly 10 years ago. Um it, It's just phenomenal that she keeps uh, being able to go to the well and pull them kicking and dragging and whatever over the line, uh, but uh, probably one of their finest victories uh, if, if if you look back at the at the Ulster Finals down in recent years, uh, just at the way how they control the game
0: but even you take Tina Bradley there as well like I know Lockheel got back to within two points after the goal but like the goal, it just shows exactly how good Tina Bradley is. Like, you know, they hooked, they blocked, they made it difficult. And she refused to give up and yeah. got, got in there to get the shot, put the ball in the back of the net. She is a class act. Like, you know, I, I saw her up close and personal in my previous job with Galway when, um, she came into the set with slot in first and gave them that new dimension as well. And she's a, she is a joint captain and she's a leader uh, of this team as well. And, you know, it's going to, whether it happens this weekend or next weekend or happens at all, it's going to take a, a good, very, very good team to beat them.
1: Oh look! Uh, once they're in the final stages of it, Darren, the, you know the people will be looking over their shoulder, and you know I know Olerd have their all Ireland titles, but Schlockneil have their all Ireland titles too, and probably have won them more recently. It is going to be one hell of a battle uh, in Dunmore Ashburn uh, and uh, I think I think I might try and point the car in that direction on Sunday and go up and watch that because uh, that that is going to be I think uh, one one cracking encounter. You just would think again the games are coming quick on the bounce, Darren. There's not a whole lot of time, you know. You're talking about winning an Ulster Leinster title. You have to play an All Ireland semi final in the following weekend, you know, you're looking at play in an All Ireland final. Um look, it's it's not ideal. I'm not knocking the fixtures or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, before Hilda Breslin gets back in contact with us <laughs> or anything like that. We you know, she wanted the competitions played. Um, she's I, I would imagine she has to get some plaudits that uh, we're we're literally, you know, ten days out now from having this uh, twenty twenty calendar finally done. So, you know, and fair play for the clubs. For committing to it. It's probably not ideal. It's going to be ultimately running right up onto the Christmas. But hey, if you win an All-Ireland title, I don't think you'll care.
0: No, after everything that's gone through with this competition, I don't, mm. I don't think anybody minds what way it's played now. Once it's played, but <laughs> you're right. Both teams are coming in third consecutive week. Just before we look at the game in particular, of course, out of the balance you mentioned, Thomas Thomastown had chances in this game to, to, you know, put themselves in a real driving seat. Like they did lead one seven to one five with the wind, with eight minutes to go, and then, as you mentioned, six in a row, a- and A and or, uh, just dominating. But like it was a penalty in the first half, Anna Farrell. You need to be putting those in targets, uh, need he was causing problems all day as well but I just feel myself Thomastown like all of the ball look again they show their experience they show their class to get the job done but Thomastown will look at this game and kind of go what if
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they definitely left it behind them. Like, um, like, you, you, you know, to, to drag themselves into a situation where they got level and then Anna and Emer Farrell, you know, hit the, hit the, the screw by the looks of things and, and we're, and we're on a major, uh, bounce, it looked like. But, uh, you know, it just, it, yeah, there'd have to be a what if, like, because, you know, it took Ursula, to get the goal or sorry, to get a score after 45 minutes, wasn't it? Um, and it had been their first score since an A. Kern's goal that, you know, to kind of get things ticking back in Owlert's uh, direction. But, you know, um, the last 10 minutes, apparently, you know, a serious performance by Owlert, um, Aoife Dunn, Kira Storey, Mary Lacey, apparently all making uh, serious inroads in that half back line to stop Thomastown having any impact on the game. But, um when you consider that Owlert had had the lead that they had, I think were they five points up at one stage, Thomas Tom the yeah. and then look like they're on the way to victory. And then all of a sudden Owler just wake up again and uh, really put them to bed. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fine performance, but it, it, I'm going to go back and I'm not clapping myself on the back at all. I did say, you know, Thomas Town I just felt might've been in the long grass waiting for Owlert and they just nearly got there, but you know it, it it to me yeah it's a ch- it was a chance gone for them because um they just had nothing left in the tank by the looks of things when Owlert got on the run and you know Oler are deserving champions
0: yeah we talked last week about the concern for Thomas Town the long gaps since they played a competitive match and how it affects conditioning but as well like it's two or three occasions in recent years they've lost a real type match like this it was Sarsfields in an all Ireland semi-final a few years ago I think uh, Neal three years ago in a semi-final too and of course this game as well and it's hard enough especially coming out Kilkenny to get in this position let alone letting games like this slip away
1: Yeah and it's very un-Kilkenny like isn't it Darren of, of, of recent times and when you consider you know the quality uh, that Thomastown have you know in obviously we know the Farrells the Donnellys and there's uh, a few others obviously thrown in as well, the O'Keefe's and so forth. You know, like Emer Farrell won three, um, is you know a good spread of scores. Then around with some of the some of the others, like Neve Donnelly and Anna Farrell got in with points. Hines got in with scores as well. You know, like they 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 seem to have a decent crew. It's just I I think it was a serious opportunity for them, and uh, unfortunately, you know, just the last quarter it just got away from them.
0: Got away from them finishing in the Leinster Senior Camogie final hour at the ballot, 111, Thomastown, 17, and in the ultimate. Senior Camogie final replay, Slotnil One Twelve, 112, Lockheed Shamrocks 8 points. So the two teams come together in the semi-final this Sunday at 12 o'clock in Ashburn. Uh, as we just touched on They're getting five All-Ireland titles between them in the last decade. They're two of the big names in modern club Camogie as well. And <laughs> as you said there too, there'll be many people not um, associated with Dario Wexford so that'll be pointing the car in that direction.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's definitely a game that would be um, would be worth watching. You know, um, the quality that would be on show of, of of player. You know, I think it's 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 uh, it's definitely. You know, I think it's. it's it's it, it's probably a game that would be fitting of uh, a more grandiose venue in a way, and that's not in any way taken away from Dunham or Ashburn. They have been a huge supporter of uh, ladies' sport in in recent times, and I do know at short notice have taken on games uh, when the Kamogi Association were struggling for venue and whatever. Um, and uh, you know, like you, you'll be going in there, and there'll be no doubt about it: the facilities and the pitch and everything will be in top class shape. It just would be great to see this, maybe uh, you know at. at at some other location and again this time of year going to be hard to get venues down so we're not going to knock anything from that I think we'll still get a good quality game Owlert and Neil. it's going to be tight to call it depends on I think the battle Uh, ultimately one end in Acorn who covers in Acorn who covers Tina Bradley and that will decide a major major factor
0: Taking an A Kern because I was thinking about this one. I think it's safe to say from what we saw in the Ulster finals that Michael Downey will be the player that is, is um, tasked with dealing with an A Kern. The other thing now is what do out of the ballot do around this? Because even if Cassidy's given more free role this year, I said, Shannon Graham are going to be in that sector too. I know you've Stacey secure for out of the Ballock, but can they afford to, like, can they play with convention, like, pack in the middle? This is the type of game now where a possession is going to be nine tenths of the law in the middle of third.
1: Yeah, and uh, who have you seen in recent times has been very, very good at winning possession around the middle third and ultimately being able to see themselves out to win all Ireland titles. If Owler go down toe-to-toe, I think, with Schlockneil and try to win the battle in the middle, in the middle of the field, Darren, and in or that middle sector, I think they're going to come out without a win because Schlockneil will just dog them all day, I think. They, 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 they have the ability to work so hard, but they've also got the bit of finesse as well uh, in, in the likes of uh, Itha Cassidy in uh, Tina Bradley in Shannon Graham and, and, and others so you know I think if you want to arm wrestle with them they'll arm wrestle with you all day I think it's going to have to be Aulert keeping it away as much as possible out of key parts of the field and uh, utilising space and, and and probably you know Nate Kern's ability and, and, and others I would imagine to me I just think now that Schlockneil have got out of Ulster, they're whetting their appetite again and they know they've only got to keep it going for two more weeks and they could have another all Ireland title in the bag and how quickly it could come to them. They don't have to wait around for three months or anything like that for the fixture to be played. It's all coming thick and fast. Oh, I think I'm leaning towards Schlock on this one.
0: I'll get your official word on that in a moment, but as you mentioned, they were out of space. Like an A-current play in midfield the last day, like, you know, can they afford to put her there? Oh, she's well, she plays in the half forward line for Wexford, so she's well able to move as well. Like, especially her deployment and, and I suppose the second question as well, Killian and I have is they're going to need more players to step up to have any chance of winning this match.
1: Yeah, look, it's, and, 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 and that is the, that is the thing, you know, um, you, it's all well and good qualifying and then, you know, not being able to, uh, you know, step up to the mark. And, and when, when you have come up against a team, then we're well able to mark your, your key. Players and you know when you have someone like an A. Corne and Ursula Jacob, what did they contribute to the, all the total of the scores that Owler got against Thomastown at one eleven? Well, sure, you know you you would be thinking if um, if Schlockneil come in there and able to tie them up in some way, well, what what's going to happen elsewhere? So you know there's going to have to be a case in point here where you know if um, ultimately Owler I think are going to take the victory here, other players are going to have to step into the groove and obviously offer. A, a a good deal of support because Darren there's an opportunity here as we've talked about this uh, before if you have an opposition that are looking at the danger players on the other team they're thinking right we're probably going to have to man mark them we might have to have two markers on them we're going to have to mark the space for somebody free you know and it's maybe an opportunity for those others then within the Owlert midfield or half forward line uh, to maybe take an opportunity there and make make a name for themselves in some ways
0: As I mentioned there, Una Lacey, I'm just remembering something Aoife Murray said to me in the Fair Green a few weeks ago, that like (laughs) Una Lacey in the ground could scare the bejesus out of you. A big game from her could be what's on the cards there. Mm. At the other end, what we do know are the ballack of good defenders. Now, they did concede two thirteen to St. Jude, so you have to question that. But down the middle, you have Tina Bradley and Sinead Mellon, who came back from a head injury in the draw match, you know, to put in that performance as well. Hear a Story with centre-back the last day for our Dadeen Brennan full-back, you know, that's the match-ups you expect to see with those two as well, but uh, it's not need of options, so do our Dabalik, Mary Lacey, Prime as well, like what way do you see this as well, because keeping Tina Bradley quiet is a challenge in, uh, in itself, let alone trying to keep the Melons quiet also.
1: Yeah, but the thing was that in the drawn game against Lochiel, um, Lochiel seemed to have got to grips a little bit with Tina. And, you know, she didn't have, I don't think, the, you know, the impact on, on the encounter. She, she obviously came out with that in mind then the last day, Darren, and made the decision that she was going to, you know, really take it to Lochiel and see what they were ultimately made of. And, uh, you know, no better woman in the ability that she ultimately has. Um, that, that, to me, suggests that, you know, I, I owners are going to have to do a serious man marking job on on Tina Bradley. There's no doubt about that, and I, I just don't think they have enough to fight the fires. If that makes sense, um, I, I just think when you when you look back at the situation the last week, the Thomastown should have had that game in the bag going down the stretch. And, you know, they let go of the grasp of the nettle, you know, like it, to me, then the, I would feel that Schlock Neil would have the better of either of those two teams, because I just think they have key players, um, and, and important players in, in right places. If you understand me, I am, um, you know, but like if, if Aulert decide to go out and they have to man Mark Bradley, you know, Sinead Mellon is going to become a factor. Uh, Aoife Cassidy is going to become a factor. Sharon Graham is going to become a, uh, Shannon Graham is going to become a factor. You know, that's, that's what uh, that's what you're up against. Whereas I I don't think on the other side, if if um if you see an Acorn Corn and uh, Ursula tied up in some way, yeah, maybe we need Mary Lacey then uh, to be able to step into this encounter somewhat. I I just don't know whether there's enough there backing up. If you understand me, where in comparison, I just think Schlack might have a little bit more uh, in in reserve.
0: What we do know is both teams are not going to play exactly the same way as we've seen them playing recently Mm. but just as you mentioned Mary Lacey as well, before we go to predictions, of course if Slotney will do what they did the last game, bring Ethan and Cassidy into the middle of the park, you know, it makes Mary Lacey's job of reading the game much easier because there's less of a body there too and Is there a fear as well that could prove counterproductive with the teams that they could be cancelling each other out and we could, we're expecting an exciting thriller here. We could end up getting it if the weather is good or they could cancel each other out so much and this could end up being the low-scoring dogfight.
1: But do you know something darn that, um, I think Neal can do either. That's, that's the thing, depending on, depending on what it is. And I have seen them uh, do both. They'll go out and play the game with you. And if you want to arm wrestle, they'll arm wrestle with you. So I, I still think they hold all the cards. Um, I think for, for, for Owler, they just can't afford to get involved in that arm wrestle because i i think you know it's it's luck neels all the way whereas if if there's a scenario where okay they might be able to cancel each other out um, but take opportunity or create space in forward lines or whatever it might be well then we could be in for a bit of a ding dong uh, scenario um i don't know i uh, the weather is supposed to be good i'd imagine Dunham or ashburn is in good shape as it uh, usually tends to be i think we 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 could be in for a right game here i i still think you know, Schlockneil are coming into this uh, wetting the appetite.
0: It's the game that has me buzzing. You know that game on Sunday as well. And I've no doubt if it entertains us as much as we're looking forward to, it, it's going to be a cracking contest. Twelve o'clock, Ashburn on Sunday. Uh, you've already hinted at your prediction, Killian, but I guess it officially now we're looking at Schlockneil to make I think would be a fifth consecutive Ireland final.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's There's no, there's to me, there's no there's no... Um, there's nothing to say that it won't be, I, I feel. Like, I, I just think they they will... Uh, if you were to match up the two teams here now, I think they will be able to curtail the likes of Anacorn and Ursula Jacob. Maybe i will be proven wrong here, and I'll be back eating humble pie again next week, Darren. But I... I like... Maybe maybe the Ulster final will have taken too much out of them. But to me, it just looked like it was a very controlled performance of a team that know how to get over the line at this stage. They probably felt that the Lachiel should have taken them the first day. They weren't letting that happen again, and they didn't let it happen. But look, Owlert, you know, they're back out. They're on the Leinster stage. They won a Leinster title back into the last four Anything could happen, I suppose, but uh, I, I just feel that Schlockneil's recent form at All-Ireland level is what's going to stand to them in this, I think, and uh, they get the nod from me.
0: It's not Neil getting the nod for that All-Ireland semi-final on Sunday. We're looking forward to it already, looking forward. I always say semi-finals weekends are nearly as good as the final because there's so much intrigue taking place. That's it for that game. We're going to take a break and then we're going to look at the other semi-final. But to take us there, uh, we're going to hear from Sarsfield's Orla McGrath playing our part in them retaining their Galway title. They won five out of six there. They are the current All-Ireland champions. In three months' time, we could be talking about them as three in a row. There's a long way to go for that to materialise. They take on Tipperary's Drum and Inch this Saturday. We'll preview that game after the break. But before that, we will hear from Sarsfield's Orla McGrath.
2: I like listening Sports because I like to listen to ladies football
0: and ladies camogie. We're delighted to be joined now by Sarsfield's and. Galway Camogie player Orla McGrath ahead of the launch of this year's AIB GA Club Championships and AIB Camogie Club Championships that will see AIB celebrating the toughest players of all, those who don't quit, who keep going and persevere no matter what. This recording is going out before the Galway County final. But the one thing that we do know is that you have business later in the year anyway, because coming up is an All-Ireland semi-final from 2020 or the 2020-21 season, whatever way yeah, you absolutely. want to put it as well. And Munster opponent, it's been a long wait for this. It's been a long battle for this. But thankfully, we campaigned for it here in Sports Desk. Thankfully, we are going to have an AIB All-Ireland Club Championship for 2020-21.
2: Absolutely, and I suppose it was only for certain media outlets from and yourself there and that really get helped get that over the line, so we're really grateful for that. But um no, you look it's to be honest, you know, it's we're grateful that it's been played, we're grateful that with the opportunity to play hurling and Gaelic Football didn't have that. And I suppose when you're in your peak as a team, and as we feel like we are in Sarsfield's, um trying to defend our own series, um, we'll give it everything and we'll try to we'll try to the best account of ourselves we will bring the experience that we've learned from previous All Ireland campaigns into it, um, but look, it's going to be it's going to be a huge, huge battle, and it's going to be a huge ask against monster champions. Um, so yeah, looking forward to it. But you know, when you get out of goal, there's nothing easy.
0: No, there's certainly not easy as well, and we always said that through going over the years because, even as you mentioned in our earlier part of the conversation, of course, those days, Slot Neil, of course, always standing out in those ones, Arndrahan and Galway in 2018 as well. Drive on, it feels like an eternity ago since that game against Slot Neil in Grove Park you know. in March 2020.
2: Absolutely, and you know, I think those defeats in hindsight, well, particularly, I think the county final defeat at 18. I think we were going. We had won the previous two, and you know, whether we liked it or not, I think we had. We were trying to be complacent, and that's not saying our driving weren't the better team. One they, they absolutely were, but I think it's wins like that that put things into hindsight. And it's only when you're not competing for the All Ireland Series and when you are, when you are at the losing end of a t- uh, county championship, it's 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 it's, a, it's not a nice feeling. and It's hurt. You know, it, there, there was a lot of hurt there in the team. So I think in hindsight, you know, those defeats definitely pushed us on for the um, you know for to, to, to gain the 2019 championship uh, and push on for the Ireland series in 2020. And I definitely think you learn a lot more about yourself and as a team as a whole in those defeats than you would win. I think when you win, in, there's a tendency for a lot to be brushed over because you win, and at the end of the day, the result is the most important outcome. But definitely those defeats the Neil, those defeats, that defeat to um, they were definitely huge, huge um, forms of years in in the team.
0: Even though you're generally a young team overall, I think the oldest the starting players is 28 or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, how important was that whole Ireland final victory now looking back? Because we talked about the two previous defeats, the slot, Neil, to our and all that. And while there's still be plenty of time to turn it around, it would have been very, very hard to pick yourselves back up, uh, especially in hindsight now when it would be a long lockdown to mull over it. 100% I
2: think um, we're, we're so grateful that actually we're looking at to on the, the other side of COVID and that was actually played. And, you know, I think what comes to mind after the Ireland final, of course, elation of course, you know, just so, um, we're so overwhelmed, but I think relief was a huge one because that, if we lost that match, that would have been our third Ireland final to lose against the same opposition. And no matter how we dress it up or dress it down, that would have been a huge mental strain on us as a team, you know, especially against the same opposition. And I mean, for us to finally get over the line, um, has given us great confidence as a team, um, you know, and it's a great confidence team that shows us that we're able to compete at the very highest level. And when it mattered the most, we were able to get over the team as a line, uh, over the line as a team. So that was huge. That was a huge monkey off the back. And um, I suppose a huge milestone um, in this, this, um, this team's development.
0: How difficult was it, though? Obviously, we, we can't do anything with the world we're living in at the moment, but the long way. She did have a county championship uh, in 2020 that she won. Hence, we're talking, we're talking here today. Um, and then all the uncertainty that was going on and then your focus and, and probably being unfair with you because we're recording this before the Gawi Camogie final and we know the result now, but we don't, when we're talking. So I'm probably unfair talking to you about matches down the line when you have a job coming up as well, but you've a 2021 campaign, knowing you have a 2020 <laughs> campaign coming up. There's, there's an awful lot to, 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 to keep focusing on, isn't
2: Absolutely. And I mean, I think it's the most simple way of and the easiest way to approach things is keep looking at your next game. So, you know, looking at every game as it comes, not looking further afield, not looking onto, you know, any cups or anything like that. Just focus on ourselves as a team is a number one priority. And then I suppose you obviously have to do a bit of work on the opposition. So I think it's just a matter of really simplifying things, getting sessions right, making sure girls are clued in. And trying to improve from session to session, I think that's really important. You know, I think in sports, it's definitely marginal differences that, you know, decide the outcome of the game. So I think it's a matter of getting training right and making sure the team is in the best possible way to approach the series is, is huge.
0: As we talk and I know you'll have a chance to see the see the opposition or learn more about them before the All Ireland semi final. Do you know much about dropping in Tirina Kilnamona? Uh, both teams will be knocking on the door in Munster, but not quite as a breakthrough yet as well. A big game for them as well and also maybe a bit of unknown coming into a year match.
2: Yeah, I think they're both they're both really, really balanced, strong club teams and Especially Dumbleditch, they've dominated Tipperary for the last few years. I mean, they've, 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 multiple Tipperary, um, senior starters in the fours, especially. Um, so like they'll, they'll, they'll be, they'll be brilliant. Like, and they're kind of a balanced team as well. They've always had a great tradition in Dumbleditch, um, winning county championships and progressing to the Munster series. So they're not going to fear us, um, by any stretch of the imagination. Then I suppose Ina, we've actually played them in challenge matches, um, down through the years. Um, you know, they've won, they've won a multiple player challenge as well. So, they were real tough um opposition as well. And, you know, if you're winning your, your club championship in Tipperary or Clare, you know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot to you. So both those teams are well balanced, um, an awful lot of the county representatives on both. So they're gonna be it's gonna be an enormous challenge.
0: It certainly will too as well. And I, I was thanking the t- Monster team a couple of years ago was a late point as well in the all, oh, all Ireland semi really final well. in yeah. Banner. I think Rachel Murray got the well, winner that yeah, day, wasn't it? She
2: did she did excellent that time. Only for her we wouldn't have we wouldn't have progressed.
0: And you yeah, have progressive finalists in order to wish you the best looking at. Just a couple of things before I let you go. Of course, we can't have a chat with you now, quickly talking about Galway, Intercounty. What a year you came back from injuries you talked about there to get a goal in the semi-final, a big performance in the final as well. Just ticking back there now, All-Ireland medal in the back pocket at Intercounty level. You must be so proud.
2: Absolutely. you know, It was just such a fantastic year with Galway and a dream year, really. I suppose, especially in the manner in which we came back in the, in the Ireland final and really proved... A lot of people that, you know, we had a lot of bottle to win that match. And I suppose from a personal level in June to even envisage playing a part, any part, bigger, or small, that Ireland semi-final and final, I would have taken that with both hands. So, you know, I'm so grateful that the um, great SNC, great physio team in the setup that got me right and got me, you know, on the playing field for semi-final and final. But no, I think it's something we save your... A lot more in years to come, but you know, right now I suppose we're just grateful that we got over the line, and you know, fantastic, um, fantastic win.
0: How does it compare to 2013? It was all young. There was the big day, you got two medals that day too, yeah. and then like eight years later, we're wait for the next one.
2: I suppose I think as you, um, I think as you get older and the more experience you gain, I think the more you appreciate the meaning of winning all early medals and what it is to win an early medal. And I think. Especially in the last few years, I think the commitment and sacrifice and the level of training has really, you know, it's really gone ranked up an awful lot. So I think whilst, you know, when 13 and those years gone by, you're putting putting a lot of work in, but I think there's so much more sacrifice now. I think it's just gone to that level. So there's such a huge amount of sacrifice that when it does actually come to fruition, I mean, it's just really, it makes it really worthwhile.
0: Well, we're delighted to see this. Well, final one, or before I let you go, of course, as we're recording, you've already done other interviews too. And always people will pick out one thing that you say, but the Camogie um, Association, their link up with the GEA in regards in um, b- boosting PR commercial rights and all that. Your overall feeling in that, because you have been quoted as saying you want to see more games on television, and rightfully so too, because well, I, like, as you know, I watch Camogie all year round. I know the standard has improved rapidly the whole time. Others mightn't, but of course, they're not going to get that chance unless they get to see more action on TV.
2: Absolutely. I think it's like anything in life, like once there's exposure and once it's readily available, well, then the interest will just follow suit automatically. Um And I mean, you know, it's not possible for people to get to every game. Um, and a lot of the time people, you know, people might necessarily know about games. So I think that's that's a really important thing. Is a, I think it's probably just continuity of a championship and exposure of a whole championship as I mentioned previously rather than the knockout games because you know we're looking over where we, we more often not get to the knockout stages but if you think about other counties um, you know they mightn't get to those knockout stages they mightn't have any exposure for the whole year but they're still committing the same amount as us so I think you know I think it is important to give exposure to, to those teams that you know put in the same miles put in the same hours as us and to kind of promote the, promote the game in the county.
0: So welcome back here to Sports Stars Camogie, Darren Kelly and Killian Whelan. And you just heard there from Sarsfield's Orla McGrath talking to us at the recent AIB, the toughest uh, campaign launch. That was, of course, before Sarsfield's knew who their 2020 All-Ireland semi-final opponents will be. Killian, as much as we've been talking about what Slot Neil have done recently uh, in the previous segment of the show, like this is a Sarsfield's team that just seemed to be getting better. They're still young, they're getting Experience. They completely dominated Galway this year, and like they're another side. They're going to be hard beaten.
1: Yeah. Look again, Darren. I think they're the ultimate team. You know, if Carlsberg did teams, um, it, it 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 would be this crew. I think. You know, they they're a serious unit, a serious community, all pulling together. Um, and I'm sure. Look, that's that's the same across all all spectrums of of, of clubs around. But uh, I just seriously impressed with regards of what they, uh, they what. The Sarsfields are about what they represent ultimately. Um, you know, as you mentioned, they're a good young team. Yeah, the McGraths are part of it. Tara Kenny's in there as well. Maria Cooney, you know, there's a number of them have obviously underage Galway experience as well. Um, you know, they scored, what, 967 in Galway or something like that. You know, like they're a serious, serious unit, like, and hard to be stopped by the likes of uh Mary Murray, you know, Atenray. they all They all struggled. St. Thomas is like, look at the beat they gave St. Thomas' back in the back in the early stages. Now, I suppose maybe there was an anomaly in that and that obviously was it eight goals. I think Darren, they got in that it, it, first, that that probably helped their average then when it came to the, 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 end of the year with the, with what they, what they totaled. But look, I, I personally can't see them being beaten. That's that. And, and in the whole competition, because I just think they bring a certain amount of youth and experience. And like, the experience is you is young, you know, like that's the thing as well. The, the this Arsfield seem with potential. It could be around for a good while yet. And uh, you know, when you have the when you have the McGraths in in, in the form that they're in and of course um Siobhan, it, it, it just she just seems to every game and every year, we. she just seems to be getting better and better. And uh, for a young girl still, um, what will she be like in five years' time, you know, if she's able to be competing at the top level, Darren? You know, I, I would feel a little bit here for Drum and Inch, but maybe, maybe they, they have a plan in place. But I I just can't see Sarsfields being beaten.
0: They yeah, will go in as well, hot favourites, uh, based, in, of course, on their recent record and the are the All-Ireland Champions. as you mentioned there, like, Need McGrath and Tara Kenny are the two oldest in this team, and they're still only 28. Yeah. You know, like the rest are kids compared to them. Like, you know, what I mean, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. The concern you'd have for them is, with all due respect, and I was at both the semi final and the final against Mullion and Ornmore or is that Sarswin dictated those games early. You know, the other teams kept them honest, but they dictated them early. They never had to go out of their comfort zone where you would like to think that Drum and Inch are going to. Do that at the very least.
1: Yeah, and look, when you consider like the the vibe around the vibe around Drummond Inch. And obviously the influence of uh Lockmore Casalaney in the setup and the the, fa- the family, you know, setup of the McGraths there. So, you know, and isn't it mad darn to think that we're talking about two families <laughs> they're both McGraths, you know, that are going to have such an influence. There's gonna like, be a McGrath
0: winner anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> and there's um, a few in a few in slot, Neil, as well, so what you call it, it'll be the Tabala to win. <laughs>
1: absolutely, yeah. Can we find out if there's a McGrath living in Aula ballot Can we? But yeah, like you know, if the clan were ever to get together, God Almighty, can you imagine the amount of medals that be able to show off to each other huh <laughs> um but yeah like it, I, I look i i do think the form around tipperary camogie and you know the form of drum in the last few years and as we said allied to what's going on uh over the parishes across from them uh because of the imp- impact that that would have they, they're not going to go down without a fight there's no there's no question about that and when, like you know you have Quiva Burke and the inter-county experience that she has. Joanne Ryan is there for so, so long, uh, a veteran of uh, a few campaigns, but still has the class and showed that, obviously, in the Munster final. You have Raid Everston, Miriam Campion, the McGraths. They're all family-connected and related. Uh, They're a physical side, nearly lost away against Ina Kinnamona a little bit, but obviously, you know, had an awful lot of the work done. They're a crew. Obviously, they're on a bit of a high. They, they will be in the 2021 championship as well, as we know. And, uh, you know, all all boats are are, are are on the same level out there. It would seem they're rising together. And, uh, you know, it will be some story again with everything that's going on with the men in the football and the hurling in, in Lockmore. And if, uh, obviously, you know, the brothers or and the, sorry, I should say the sisters and the cousins were to do something similar. I would think the Sarsfields are going to be in for a fill of it for, for the hour. But look, Drum, a lot of things have to go right for Drum, Darren, I would feel, if uh, they are to win this game.
0: Yeah, and there's a few little kind of um, matchups that both uh, managements will have to think about. But looking at Drum, and of course, they have that game against the sign of to Chidham. Yes, you could argue they were fortunate enough to get the job done. The late goal there from, well, Emer and Siobhan McGrath can fight over who got it, but it's officially down for Emer. They've a very, very formidable half-back line and who can be mobile as well. Neve McGrath, Ray Everston, and Niamh Tracy. Like, There's no guarantee Orla McGrath is going to be in the Sarsfield's half-forward line, but she's going to be in front of it, if not in it. You know, that's a line that have to really turn up and turn on for Drummond Inch on Saturday.
1: There's no question about it, um, because I think in and around the middle, you'll have... Like, who? who's the potential within Sarsfields? You know, Maria Cooney will be dictating matters. I'd imagine uh, Coda, Niamh, Orla won't be too far away. Sarah Spellman, let's not forget the form that she obviously uh, was in with Galway this year as well, could could obviously have an impact. Um, like, so Drummond Inch are going to have to tie up that middle area, Darren. There's an awful lot of class. In that uh, short end of the field there, from uh, Sarsfield's point of view, so Drummer going to have an awful lot of fighting to do in order to be able to keep level in that, and and that's where I think Drummer probably going to have to get physical, I think, with um, with Sarsfield's and lay down markers early on. Uh, otherwise, this game, in a way, Darren, you know, if if Sarsfield's hit a bit of a groove, it could get away on Drum a little bit. So, it, you know, that opening quarter I think is going to be vital.
0: But even the half back line as well, it's not just about winning their individual matchups. It's the distribution of the ball. Mm. You just mentioned there. We know that uh, Tarek Kenny's probably going to sit between the full back and the half back line. Maria Cooney's going to drop back a little bit. Clodagh McGrath going to play the Ashleen Thompson holding midfielder type of role. And Neve McGrath going to stand in any bit of space that is in Eden Derry. If like Ethan McGrath, Maria Devaston, Neve Tracy, or even Mary Burke or Neve Long in front of them are winning ball and just hitting it aimlessly, Lee McGrath and Maria Cooney are going to mop that up and all of a sudden they're going to go down the other end of the fields, and you're dealing with a Shavon McGrath.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, can you imagine in that scenario, Darren, where all of a sudden, you know, you cough up a little bit of position and it's uh, nearly like, you know, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool and the Geg press and then all of a sudden it's at the far end with Mo Salah. It's Mo Salah, Siobhan McGrath, there you go. I don't think it's going to end up, end up any other way, you know. Back of the net, over the bar, whatever it's going to be. Siobhan McGrath, to me, is the most of camogie at the moment. Um, you know, just she. she well, I, look, I, I'm not being flippant here. I just think she yeah. can do anything. Once, once the slitter is in her possession, Siobhan could do absolutely anything with it. And you know, again, she's not a one trick pony in any in any sense of the word. If she's not getting the score, she will set others others up. And um, you know, I I just I would. Fear for Drum if if there's a press put on the half-back line, it's starting to be under pressure. If the cuff up position rather easily, you know they'll be mid pay, and it could and you know that would be a worry
0: stopping the ball going to Siobhan McGrath. Just in case this next thing, i am gone nuts. because actually Siobhan McGrath on both teams. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Siobhan is actually a sister of Ema and Aoife McGrath for Drumming and Inch. And obviously, starts with Siobhan as a sister of Orla and even and Clodagh. So, I'm not going nuts or anything. There is Siobhan McGrath on both teams as well. Um, sorry, kidding. Going back... Um, Obviously, cutting out supply to the Sarsfield, Siobhan McGrath and Orla McGrath are very, very important for Drum and Inch as well. Like even looking at their fullback line, Maureen Ryan looks the uh, obvious person to pick up Siobhan McGrath, but then you need or Maria Conley might have to do that as well. And again, it goes down to how Drum and Inch are organised. Like, you don't want to abandon your own game, but you have, this is like, as we touched on in the second segment, we we're talking about the other game. This is a game where how much you look at the opposition is a much higher percentage than normally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you're obviously at all Ireland level and, and, and so forth. Um, you know, and if Drum want to be serious, Darren of obviously, you know, have been competing at, Getting out of Tipperary and uh, you know competing in Munster in recent years, you know an opportunity to get back to uh, winning an All Ireland title. You know being in that position, I know it was taken from them a few years ago, but they would want to be laying down marker. You know you, you just would hope that. Like, there's a fear, and there's a genuine fear. And I've been reading a couple of reports and watching a few comments online and so forth, like that, that there'd be a fear that this could be one way traffic. And, uh, you you know, that I can't see that personally. I can't see it happening. Uh, But I do feel that that half back line for Drum and Inch are going to be under uh, the Kosh. And, and like, if they come out on top of that battle, that means the McGraths are not getting the ball inside, which is a good thing, obviously, for for Drum and Inch. The thing is, they've got to keep that going for an hour. Um, But if Drum, Want to be taken, I think, seriously. Then at All Ireland level, Darren, they're going to have to lay down a performance. And you know, like if they if they dethrone Sarsfields of an All Ireland title, then you'd want to be taking them very seriously.
0: The last time Drum and Inch were in this position, they actually knocked out the reigning All-Ireland mm-hmm. Champions Climber at the time. But as you're saying there, and we leave McGrath McGrath's show last week, so <laughs> we're really putting pressure in this half-back line. But it's, it's, it's <laughs> when you look at the 30 uh, potential names, and no doubt there'll be um, uh, a few red herrings thrown in there, but I mean, it comes down to them winning, winning their line, and that sets up a platform. The other end of the field as well, Killian, like Eamon McGrath, uh, got 1-4 in the Munster final against Lina Kilnamona. She played centre-forward that day. I can't see her playing centre-forward. I can't see Drummond Int wanting her anywhere near Maria Cooney. So she'd probably go to the wings, you'd feel, because they want her involved in the game. What do you do with Joanne Ryan? We know how dangerous she can be as well, but you don't want her lost in a full forward as well if Sarsfields are putting up that blockade led by Tara Kenny, Maria Cooney and Claude McGrath. So, you know, there's decisions there, but then on the flip side, it makes it harder for Sarsfields to decide what to do about it because you don't know for certain where Emer McGrath, Joanne Ryan, and even Anne Everson will be.
1: That's the thing you see, like you know, and that's the 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 whole uh, gist of it here, Darren, in that. This could be a right tactical battle, you know, because the Drum do bring as much uh, to the table as as Sarsfields do. I just think that the Sarsfields forwards will will have too much. That that's where I think it's it, it, it's it's going to come down. Um, they're going to have to keep the Tara Kennys, uh, the Claude McGraths, and the Marie Coonies busy. That and and that means then possession, Darren, is going to be as it says nine tenths of the law. But like once Drum an Inch have it and can keep it out of the hands of of of. Uh, of those players I just mentioned, then they're not feeding that ball down into the forward line to uh, Orla and Siobhan McGrath. Drum are going to have to be, I think working extremely hard half back lane or half forward line. It's, it's going to be, you know, helter skelter for them for, I think the full hour down. There's no question.
0: And they have to score goals. Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, straight here, like, yeah. And beating Laura Glenn and Laura Ward is going to be a challenge in itself.
1: Absolutely. You know, players that have plenty of Winter county experience too. So, you know, like uh, I, it's, not, it's not going to be easy for Drum, I think. You know, I, I know memory is very easy now to back what a lot of people feel are the hot favourites here. I do give Drum a chance, but there's a lot of things have to go right for them.
0: And finally, before we go to the official prediction, of course, the one rabbit in the hat that Sarsfields also have that we haven't mentioned yet is Ava Dealey, arguably the best man marker in the country at the moment. Where does Michael Hopper deploy her? Like, Emer McGrath looks obvious in one way. Need Tracy, who likes to push forward, is another option as well. How do you see Sarsfields using her? Because she will be given the job of picking up someone and staying with her for the hour, you'd feel?
1: If you have a wall like Kenny and Claudia McGrath and Rhea Cooney, um, surely Dealey then is given the opportunity to to mark... Drummond Inches' best player that that I would imagine is uh, is is where the target is going to be, and she also, Darren, correct me if I'm right. Like you know, from from having seen a small little bit of her play, she's well able to. Um, She's well able to get forward as well if on occasion. So like if... if if the, well, She's if, officially
0: a forward, but yeah, she, yeah. Like I'll give you a prime example there. She marked Eva Donahue in the county semi-final. <laughs> I was writing the match report. You couldn't even say what position they were in because Eva Donahue was back. Eva was pushing forward, putting her under pressure and vice versa. Like, you know what I mean? They just followed each other around the whole hour.
1: Yeah, well, you see, that's the thing. Then I think if 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 things are, they're starting to get on top, they could utilize her uh, in and around the middle third as a, as an extra attacker in some ways. You know, so it's 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 going to be interesting. You said there that uh, she has the great capability of uh, man marking talent. So you know, I would be thinking, you know, Hopper is thinking who's the who's the most dangerous player, um, and she's going to be placed on, a, and then you know, giving her the opportunity to express herself if needs be.
0: She'd probably end a pink corner four and scoring four points. Which was the opposite to this. Killian, to wrap up anyway, you've said it already. I think we're going here for a fourth Sarsfield Stotneyal final mm-hmm. in five years.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's what it's going to be, uh, Darren. And, uh, you know, I, am booking my ticket to Nolan Park. Then if that had, ends up being the, the partnership, because, uh, you know, that, that has potential again to be a right, a right one, uh, with, uh, Schlock having won two, Sarsfield having won one. And then we're, we're on for another battle again, you know, like, uh, can't wait for that. But look. We could be turning back here next week, and we're talking about uh, Drum and Inch playing Owlert uh, in the final, and there would be nothing wrong with that no, either. I'd we'll still that,
0: be in Nolan Park for that. I'd still be
1: in Nolan Park for that <laughs> one too. I just think that the experience of recent of recent times, I just think it's not Owlert's time just yet. I think Schlockneil have have the capabilities, and I think the same with Sarsfields. I think Drum will be a team that you know maybe. You know, the experience of this uh, run uh, condensed championship, let's say, might stand to them as we head out into the 2021 version. But I'm just not sure just yet. Uh, I think they, they, they might, a bit like Owlert, they might have to fight too many fires. That's what I'm worried about. So my nod is going that we're heading for Nolan Park and a Schlockneil and Sarsfield's uh, renewal.
0: And I can't wait to see you in Nolan Park on Saturday week, whatever combination it is. But this weekend, Saturday, uh, midday, Eden Derry, Starsfields against Drummond Inch, Sunday, midday, Dunhamore, Ashburn, Slotnil against Aradabalak, the All-Ireland Senior Club Camogie Semifinals, sponsored by AIB, of course. And myself and Killian will be back next week to tell you what we told of them and to preview the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Final and also look ahead to the Intermediate Semi Finals that will take place that weekend as well. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I'm Darren Kelly this was Sports Daskamogi and one last time I'd like to thank my partner in crime Killian Whelan
1: Thanks indeed Darren and uh, look if anyone in Schlockneil or Sarsfield is looking for me when they lose at the weekend uh, don't give them my address Darren will you?
0: (laughs) I promise I won't